When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We'll for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. It feels like we just talked a bunch. Yeah, we have. I was I was on with you Monday. I did that special Winners and Losers podcast on Tuesday after the game. I hope you checked it out. And here we are on Wednesday doing it again. Let's Ride podcast coming at you. We know how we do every Wednesday hump day, the second half is the is the mailbag and man did the Steelers faithful have a lot of questions today uh, more so than the last few weeks I feel like you know that the the win the win they did win 29-27 against the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football kind of tipped the apple cart so to speak a little bit with some of the fan base but nonetheless before we get into the nitty gritty here and I say nitty gritty on purpose I want to make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com it should be your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers we have everything from breaking news. We have film rooms, uh, snap count information, PFF grades, you name it, all right there, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, in case you just stumbled upon this podcast in an article on the website, all you have to do is go to wherever you prefer your podcast platform or wherever you listen to your music, whether that's Spotify, 
iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Google Play, doesn't matter. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do, depending on that platform, so that you don't miss a thing. Like the my Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Ride, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield on Thursdays, the Live Mic on Tuesdays. You don't want to miss it. Just saying. Okay. The reason I said nitty gritty was that here, you know, here we go again. <laughs> Steelers win. They've won four games in a row. They've won four games in a row. They now sit at five and three, sole second place in the division. We'll talk about that in a second. But before we get to that, I want to say something that a lot of fans, you know, here we go again with the style points. It was the same after week six with the Seattle Seahawks. They were struggling, no Russell Wilson, and it went to overtime. And everyone was singing the same song and dance. Oh, oh, it shouldn't have gone to overtime. This team isn't good, blah, 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 whatever. They won the football game. They won in week six. They win in week nine, period. They win the game, just as Herm Edwards says, said, you play to win the game. That's why they play the game, and the Steelers were able to accomplish that. Really, the lone goal. Yeah, we always set goals, but that was the lone goal for the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into that Monday night football game against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. But fans weren't happy. They were not happy. And so what I decided to do in the first half of this show is I wanted to do 10 things that the Steelers did that fans should like and are happy about after this game. Ten things. So there's plenty to like. The headline and the title of this podcast is there's plenty to like after the Steelers win over the Bears. Plenty to like. I thought of ten things, some of which are very broad, some of them are more specific. doesn't matter. But there's still reasons to focus on the positive. Everyone, I get it. It's the world we live in. They want to dwell on the negative. They want to point out the negative, and they want to just hammer that home. But sometimes it's, it's valuable. There is still value in looking at the positive and saying, you know what? Even though this, this, and this might not have gone the way we expected it, even though this, this, and that didn't go the way that we thought it would, this all happened, and the Steelers still won the game. So let's get this started. Ten things. I thought of ten things that the Steelers did that you should like. First, Big Ben. Big Ben does it again. Yeah, the, the, you know, 30 attempts, 21 completions. I talked about this on my Tuesday podcast, The Winners and Losers, because he was on the winners list. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, BTR, was on the winners list. And I think when you look at this, a lot of people thought that, you know, kind of the knee-jerk reaction was he wasn't any good. He did the job. Threw two touchdowns. Played a clean brand of football, didn't turn it over. And the game-winning drive, fourth quarter comeback, the 50th of his career, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's not the first time he's done it this season. But we got to see Ben Roethlisberger do it again. And I've said this in the article on my winners and losers column. I'm not sure if I said it on the audio side. It was really early Tuesday morning when I did that podcast. We might not see Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball for 350, 400, 500 yards anymore. But that doesn't mean we won't see these moments anymore. Seeing Ben Roethlisberger go out there with, I believe it was about 146 left on the clock, only one timeout, get the job done. He got the job done. Drives him down the field, kicks the Chris Boswell, gets in a comfortable field goal range, and they win the game. So good to see Big Ben back. That was the first. The next was that last drive that I talked about. I have to be honest here. So there was a time where if you were watching the Steelers play and they were trailing at any point of the second half, and let's say you got it within four minutes of the end of regulation, 
and the Steelers were trailing. They get the ball back. There was a time in Ben Roethlisberger's career where I was really comfortable, and I said, you know what? He's got this. It's Ben. He's going to find a way. He's got this. I can't say I felt that way the last five or so seasons. Anymore, you saw more of the, oh, boy, here we go. Here comes a three and out, or they're going to go for it on fourth down, and it's going to fall incomplete, and Steelers lose. We've seen it before. Some of that mystique of Ben Roethlisberger did wear off a little bit. But I have to be honest, I was very confident when the Steelers got the ball back. Tweeted it out myself, and I said it. I think the Bears scored too quick. I wouldn't have said that if I wasn't confident that the Steelers would drive down the field and actually put up points, and they did that. I was confident, and I don't know what the difference is. I really don't. Maybe it's that Ben Roethlisberger's not trying to do it all on his own. Maybe it's that they have a running game or a semblance of a running game or they're at least sticking with trying to run the football. I don't know. I haven't figured all that out yet, but I do know I was confident, and that last drive just proves it. The other thing, the next, the third thing that Steelers fans should be happy about is Chris Boswell. You know, I was hesitant, and I have to say this. I mentioned that it was early when I did the podcast. I left Chris Boswell off the winner's list. I didn't mean to do that. There should have been seven winners. Boswell should have been on there. I forgot him. Um, I put him in the article, so it was there on the written word. You can check that out at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. But Boswell deserved to be on the winner's list. I was was hesitant. You know, he made a 54-yarder, a 52-yarder. The game winner was 40 yards. But he missed that extra point. Man, that really irked me. It irked me at the time. Everyone thought, oh, well, you know, what's the difference between 21 and 20 points? Well, you saw what the difference was down the stretch. Every, everything changed. Instead of needing a field goal, you know, it, it just it was it throws everything off. It's just like when they didn't have a kicker for the majority of the Week 8 game in Cleveland. Uh, it, it just throws everything off. But Chris Boswell is money in the bank. Money in the bank. Did it, what, does anyone else remember? It was just a few years ago when Mike Tomlin didn't want to have him kick the ball over 50 yards. I mean, that was – this is not talking Matthew Wright where he won't let him kick a 47-yarder. But I'm talking about – like there was a time where I don't think he trusted Boswell to make one over 50. The guys made a couple 52-plus yard field goals. He broke the record for a Heinz Field, the longest kick. Man, I, I, I got to be honest. I said I was confident in the last drive with Ben Roethlisberger. I'm pretty confident whenever Chris Boswell steps on the field as well. He is money. The next is T.J. Watt. I mean, T.J. Watt, it's, it, the stats he's producing are ridiculous. I think he's now fifth all-time in Steelers history in terms of sacks. The guy is in his fifth season. I mean, think about Just think about that. He's in his fifth season. I mean, he's passing guys like Joey Porter. He's passing some legends that played with the Pittsburgh Steelers long, long, long ago, and also a lot longer than just five seasons this guy is going to rewrite the record books if he stays in Pittsburgh and if he stays healthy. But T.J. Watt did it again, a hat trick and sacks last night. The only three sacks the Steelers had were all by T.J. Watt. He's all over the field. He's getting double-teamed, triple-teamed. You're waiting for someone like Alex Highsmith to kind of show out on the opposite side to give him some more one-on-one matchups. But it honestly doesn't seem like it matters because T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt. Speaking of dominant defenders cam hayward how can you not be excited for cam hayward why the guy had an interception his second in two years i i i want to quote jeffrey benedict i wish i had this information i think he listed all the players that he has more interceptions in the last two years with then and that's like i think he has more than joe hayden he has more than james pierre all these defensive backs it gets insane cam hayward the first interception was in week one at metlife stadium last year new york giants he picks off daniel jones in the end zone for a touchback and then this, Justin Fields, 
gets the interception. Uh, he gets the interception of Justin Fields. Cam Hayward. I said T.J. Watt's playing out of his mind. T.J. Watt plays a flashier position. He plays a position where you're noticed because the sacks and things like that. Cam Hayward's doing the dirty work, but he's every bit as dominant as T.J. Watt. Someone said this in our live chat on the post game show, and it was they need to pay Cam Hayward. They did pay Cam Hayward. They did a couple years ago, two seasons ago, I believe, before the 2020 season. He was paid handsomely, and he deserves every penny. All right, let's go to the sixth. We're on to number six. You should be happy about Najee Harris. Najee Harris only rushed for, I think, 62 yards or something like that in the 60s. And you might say, man, that, that's just not very good. And the yards per carry isn't very good. But you know what? On a night where nothing was really available, Najee Harris was still able to make something out of nothing. He was getting those really key conversions again when it looked like there was nothing there. All I would have to say, if you want to value Najee Harris, is to close your eyes and picture the Steelers' offense with Benny Snell Jr. as your ball carrier over and over and over again. Like your main feature back. Close your eyes. Think about what that looks like. I'll tell you what it looks like. It tells you what it would look like last night. It would have been about 20 yards rushing. That's what it would look like. So appreciate Najee Harris. Appreciate Najee Harris. Okay, let's go to the next. Pat Fryermuth. Patty Muth. It was really cool to see Pat Fryermuth and Heath Miller kind of coming together and meeting before the game. He said he had heard so much about Heath. He had studied some of his game when he got drafted by the Steelers, and for him to meet him was pretty cool. A really cool moment. So Pat Fryermuth, uh, we all thought that he was going to contribute. But to what extent, I don't think anyone that's not a pure Penn State Nittany Lion diehard fan would say they expected this. Now, it took him and the Steelers coaching staff some time to trust, you know, and Ben Roethlisberger to trust him as a rookie. He has to trust him, not from a physical skill standpoint. My gosh, the guy catches everything that's in his catch radius. But at the same time, the coaching staff to trust him to block, to be where he's supposed to be, to understand they're there now. And you have to wonder when Eric Ebron comes back, is he tight end too? I would hope so. I would hope so, but still Pat Fryer is something you should be excited about. And while we're talking about it, let's just go with the next one. The eighth thing you should be happy about that you should like after the Steelers win in week nine, the, the rookie class. I mean, the 2021 rookie class, this is not necessarily speaking specifically to this week nine game because we know that Kendrick Green struggled. We know that Dan Moore struggled. Both rookies, third and fourth round picks. They were on my losers list, believe it or not. If you listen to the podcast on Tuesday, if not, go back and check it out. They were on my losers list. But then you have other rookies like Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth, Trey Norwood chipping in, Presley Harvin. I mean, the this rookie class is I thought I thought 2020 was great because they had six players and they all contributed to their rookie seasons. I don't feel like this is that type of class. And what I mean by that is I don't feel like this is the type of rookie class that is going to kind of be a flash in the pan. And Antoine Brooks Jr. that's there for one year, gone the next. I don't feel like any of these players have that. I feel like there's some serious staying power here with this rookie class, and that's tremendous news. You should be happy about that. You should definitely like that. The next one is, what should you like after the game? The division standings. Think about where this standings, what the standings look like two weeks ago. The Cincinnati Bengals were first. The Steelers were last. Ravens, second. Browns, third. Two weeks pass. 
Ravens are in first. Steelers go from the basement to the second place seed. The Browns are in third, and the Bengals in two weeks' time went from first to dead last in the AFC North. This division's upside down. Ravens six and two, Steelers five and three, Browns and Bengals five and four, but the Browns have the head-to-head win, hence why they're third and the Bengals are fourth. Just crazy. Just crazy. And Steeler fans should look at this and say, wow, they're only one game back from Baltimore. Baltimore who plays Miami on Thursday night. So we'll talk about that game on Friday. But see so you have the Ravens six and two, Steelers five and three, Browns five and four, Bengals five and four. In a couple weeks' time, the entire division is going to play each other. And that's going to be really, really interesting to see how that plays out in the division. But you should be happy about those standings, at least this week. And the last thing, the 10th and final thing that fans should be happy about, you should like, they won the freaking game. That's what you should be happy about. The Steelers won the game. Yes, you can complain about style points. Yes, you can say that you wish it would look different. Yes, you can say that the Pittsburgh Steelers, for whatever reason, just didn't look the way they should, but it doesn't matter at all when they win the game. You can hope it looks better next week. You can really put your foot down and say it should look better next week, but you also shouldn't complain when they win the game. They lose that game. If the Steelers don't drive down with 146 left and they don't kick the game-winning field goal, or if Justin Fields creates a magic with 26 seconds left in the game, then you have every bit, every reason to yell and scream from the rooftops, but that didn't happen. The Steelers won the freaking game. They did it. They did the thing, and that's why you should be happy. There's plenty to like. Look on the bright side of life. Stop being so negative. Goodness gracious. Okay, when we get back from this break, I'm going to look at my the old Twitter feed, and we're going to do the Twitter mailbag. That's right. My ride or die crew chipped in big time. A lot of questions. I have answers. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It is Wednesday. It is the second half of this Wednesday. Let's ride podcast. You know what that means. It means it is time for the mailbag that's right the mailbag segment if you if you want to know what do i have to do to get in on the mailbag what do i got to do what do i got well here's what you have to do you have to go on twitter you have to follow me at j hartman h-a-r-t-m-a-n underscore p-i-t and on tuesdays i always put it out there okay rider die crew you know the drill time for Steelers questions and i always use a a gif of shooter mcgavin from happy gilmore my favorite villain of any movie and you got to respond to that thread. Don't just DM me a question. Don't mention me in a tweet. No, not going to happen. You got to, you have to respond in that thread. And that's what everyone did. We had like over, it was 30 questions today. So we're going to get through them all. Here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Joe, he asked with Juju out, the receiving core seems out of whack. 
Who should be the one, two, and three? What do they need to do to click with Ben again? Well, with Juju out, I don't think that there needs to be a one, two, or three. I think you just need to have all these weapons on the same page with Ben, and if they can do that, Ben's going to spread the ball around to whoever is open, and he's still capable of doing that. We've seen that this season. So whether Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, or one and two, it doesn't matter. If James Washington can be that three, heck, if, if I'm being honest, Pat Fryermuth is at three right now because he's trustworthy, runs good routes, great hands. Ben is starting to trust him. That's what they need. What do they need to do to click with Ben again? I think they just need, look, we can't take one performance, and that is the week nine performance for the offense, and think that that's going to be what's going to happen the rest of the season. Let's not forget the last two games where the offense was balanced, moving the ball well. They couldn't run the ball, and that definitely threw a lot of things off. They were still able to find a way to win the game. All right, Jeremy Betts, our fantasy football guru. He does the Wednesday show, the noon lineup, the fantasy football focus. Uh, make sure you text that, check that out. He says, okay, Jeff, here's a statement. want to hear your thoughts. Pat Fryermuth is what Steeler fans hope Chase Claypool would be in 2020, a big physical target who makes contested catches routinely. What you think? Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Thank you, Jeremy, for the question. You know, I, I'm not going to say that Fryermuth is what everyone hoped for Chase Claypool because Chase Claypool was supposed to be that number one guy. He was the guy that, if you're playing a coach like Harbaugh, a Belichick coach team, they're going to scheme him out of the lineup. That's not happening, and I don't think that would happen with Fryermuth either, at least not yet. But Fryermuth is showing a ton of potential. And if you can just think about tapping into that a little bit more, if they make him more of a focus of the offense, it's only going to open up things for other players. The Steelers are very still, still even without Juju Smith-Schuster, very deep at the skill positions, and I really like the way they're looking. Good question, though. Jeff Coons asks, is it time to reevaluate Big Press's nickname? Oh, boy. And I know Jeff's a big Big Press fan, so here we go. He said, I'm not longing for he who must not be named, Jordan Berry, but until Presley Harvin III, PH3 as he calls him, learns to kick without dragging his foot on the follow-through, can we downgrade him to Press in training? I'm not letting, I'm not giving up on Big Press. So he's... He's been inconsistent, and that's been the issue. I want everyone to know that my issue with Jordan Berry wasn't that it wasn't like a personal attack on Jordan Berry. It was literally the fact that Jordan Berry wasn't consistent enough. Now, the one thing that Presley Harvin has on his corner is that he's a rookie, and there you have to expect some growing pains there. But at what point do you say, okay, training wheels got to come off? Like let's stop hitting. Let, let's stop with the kid gloves. That's got to be coming soon. It has to be coming soon. I'm not changing the nickname yet, though, Jeff. All right, Mendez. He asked, choice for midseason award for best rookie on the team. The popular answer is Najee. Fryermuth is making a great case for himself and might catch Najee by the season's end. Norwood and Green coming along nicely. Amazing rookie class. Kudos, kudos to Colbert and the coaching staff. Yeah, like I talked about that in the first segment. This rookie class is amazing when you think about you know Green, Moore, Norwood, Harvin, Fryermuth, Harris, all big-time contributors on this team. So for me, I'm still going to go with Najee Harris, though. Fryermuth is definitely turning it on, but Najee has been the consistent and the guy since day one. Day one. And he's produced since day one. So I'm sticking with Najee, but Fryermuth might be coming up on his heels a little bit. Next one, Aaron. 
asked, Jeff, do you believe that the Steelers can make a playoff, yes, playoff run, with our reduction in passing reps? And do you find that our defense has consistent second-half woes or a lack of adjustments? And why do you believe this is the case? We should have put the Bears away. Hashtag ride or die crew. Steelers for life. It's a win. Thank you, Aaron, very much. So first and foremost, do I think they can make a playoff run with their reduction in passing reps? Absolutely. They just have to be able to run the football better. They're going to have teams that are still going to want to load the box to take away the run. You have to make them one-dimensional. That's fundamental football. But I think that they're able to do that. I think they're going to be able to, maybe if they get Zach Banner in there, they feel it's an upgrade over what they currently have. The defense... The lack of adjustment sometimes is just a, ma- a matter of execution. And let's not confuse a player missing a, res- a a tackle or a player missing a blown assignment as a lack of adjustments. There's a big difference. I don't think it's a lack of adjustments. Sometimes it's just a lack of execution. But good question, Aaron. All right, Daily Joint Company says, don't know if I missed it this week. You didn't. I believe Dagum Keith Butler's contract is up after this year. Do you think we part ways with him or extend him? I feel this is an underrated move that will carry weight for the team as a whole on either direction they end up going. So right now, and I don't think the Steelers have thought about this much because they want to see how it plays out. But no, Keith Butler, I believe, is on a year-to-year contract. And right now, the defense is middle of the road, but they've also suffered a lot of injuries uh, you need, when you don't have Stefan Tuitt in there, when you lose Tyson Alualu early, I'm not so sure that this is a, a a Keith Butler problem. We'll put it that way. So if I'm going to guess, I think they try to bring him back. That's just my guess. Hagen says, why does Bush play as bad as he tweets? Well, okay. Hagen, big Pat Farmies fan, by the way. Shout out to Hagen. Um, Devin Bush has been getting reacclimated to the system in terms of physical stuff. I'm not talking about mental stuff. I'm talking about it, trusting his body again. Uh, it's it's a process and it's difficult for a lot of people. Um, not to mention he got hurt pretty early in the 2020 season. So you think about it, he missed the rest of that season, tr- still rehabbing throughout the majority of the off season. And then he gets ready for training camp and he's trying to, as Mike Tomlin would say, he's trying to jump on a moving train. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. I know that's an excuse. I know that's an apologist uh, attitude, but it's just the way I believe. I think it's going to take some time. Eric Askew says, would you consider the Wizard of Boz the greatest dealer's kicker of all time? No more slime time trolling. Thank you, Eric. I promise. Hashtag ride or die crew. Thanks for the hashtag. I appreciate it. So Eric asked, would I consider the Boswell the greatest kicker of all time? Ugh, that's tough. I mean, I don't know as I don't know as much about someone like Dave or Dave Schofield or Brian Anthony Davis in regards to the history of the Steelers organization. But when I'm thinking about this, he would be up there. He would be up there because in the Ben Roethlisberger era, I mean, when you talk about kickers, I mean, they had Jeff Reed for a long time. Uh, they also had you know Sean Sweesham. They had the interesting experiment with Josh Scobie. Don't want to bring that up. Uh, and then, obviously, Chris Boswell is the one that replaced him. I think Boswell would be right up there, right up there. And, yeah, people are going to talk about, you know, um, the kickers in the 70s and Gary Anderson and players like that. But, hey, from what I've seen, yeah, he deserves to be in the conversation. Luke Whipple asked, the last two weeks I've noticed that Claypool's big game catches have been body catches and not extensions. Have you noticed that missing from his game? Would that explain his quieter sophomore season? I think the quieter sophomore season is more based on how defenses are playing him 
than it is anything that he's doing from a physical standpoint. Uh, he's seeing a lot more double coverage. Um, the Steelers are having to scheme his way open. They're using him in different ways. He's playing some slot. He's playing outside. They're giving him the ball in handoff still. Definitely a mixed bag of goods from Chase Claypool in regards to how they use him, as well as the results the Steelers are getting from him. I would love to see him win more 50-50 balls. He did win one against the Bears, but ultimately, he's got to get. I want to get get him in the end zone. I want to get him in the end zone more. And uh, if, but remember this. Keep this in mind. I don't feel like the Steelers have that Antonio Brown type that's going to beat anyone that's in front of him. So if Chase Claypool is a distraction and that opens things for Deontay Johnson or Pat Fryermuth or James Washington or Najee Harris, then he's technically doing a good job. You just don't notice it on the stat sheet. All right, Cheeseball10 says, what's the deal with Ray Ray? Talking about Ray Ray McLeod. I feel he's decent in returns but also makes poor decisions at times. If not him, who at returner? While we're at it, how do you like him as a receiver? Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. All right, Cheeseball, first and foremost, I'm fine with I thought Ray Ray did a good job returning kicks yesterday. I did have someone say, why in the world is he bringing him out? Keep in mind, they they didn't they weren't kicking them into the end zone. They were short kicking at McLeod a lot. And so Ray Ray had to bring the ball out, didn't have an option of touchback. So keep that in mind. Next, I, I think that he just had a it was a bad fumble. It was a bad fumble. And I said this on Tuesday, my show. I, I'll say it again. I was saying to my wife as he returned that punt, just hold on to the ball. Just go down. Hold on to the ball. Just go down. And what happens? Trying to fight for extra yards, fumbles the ball. It turns. It doesn't just turn into a turnover. It turns into seven points for the Bears. That's crucial. As a receiver, I don't know. He's he's a he's kind of like a niche player. He has his his package of plays. I don't feel feel like he's any type of answer. But uh, the Steelers will use him if if necessary. So, yeah, I'm not crazy about Ray Ray McLeod. If they were to let him go or to sit him down for a game, you would think punt returns would go to Deontay Johnson. They do have a couple players on their practice squad, like Sims, who can do it. So they have options. Ryan Carter, he says, hope I didn't miss it. You didn't. But if not, something quick. Do you think the Steelers will ever develop that killer instinct in terms of not taking their foot off the pedal and keep scoring? It seems like they closed the playbook while in the lead. Thanks. Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Thank you very much, Ryan, for the question. Look, I don't think that the Steelers struggling offensively has anything to do with them taking their foot off the proverbial gas pedal. I also don't think the defense giving up 21 fourth quarter points has anything to do with them not playing hard. It's just a matter of... Maybe the Bears had found something that was working, and you have to adjust on the fly, just like the Steelers' offense has to be able to adjust to what the Bears' defense is doing. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of, well, we're not going to call a pass as much. Sure, there are situations in a game where you're not going to call a pass based on the fact that you want to run the ball, you want to try to kill clock. That's important. I'm not too concerned with this team just yet. Until they start to lose, then we'll talk about that. All right, Brian Haynes. says (laughs) says <laughs> he's talking about Happy Gilmore. Was Happy Gilmore's last putt a fair shot, or did Shooter get cheated? LOL, hashtag Ryder Dykery. You know, he's talking. It's funny you say this, Brian. I actually saw the movie on TV the other day. I watched it, and it was the very end. Um, the last hole, par three. We all know that Shooter, um, he goes long. He hits the ball long, and he ends up getting up and down uh, for his par. Happy hits it on the green. The tower falls down into the green. He ends up making that, you know, putt-putt style for birdie for birdie, and they ends up winning the gold jacket. It's a fair shot. He didn't get cheated. Shooter didn't get cheated. 
He blew a four-stroke lead. That's on him. All right, Brian also asked, is it time to adjust our offense? We looked bad last night. Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Not saying they look good, but there was a time in the first half where they didn't. no one was saying they looked bad. They were running the ball well, or at least decent enough. They were moving the ball, taking advantage of good field position. You know, the, the stats are skewed because in the first half, the Steelers did get great field position. They did get a turnover with Cam Hayward's interception. They didn't have to drive the length of the field. So when I, people are like, well, where are the yards? Well, they didn't have to have the yards. You, know, you didn't have to have Ben Roethlisberger throw for 300 because he started those scoring drives on in their own 45-yard line. So keep that in mind, too. I'm not, I'm not waving the white flag for this offense just yet. Justin Mitchell asks, after, th- after that bad performance by Dan Moore Jr., did the Steelers make the switch next week and put Zach Banner in and move Chooks to left tackle? If Zach Banner was a left tackle, I feel like this move would have already been made. But he's not. He's a right tackle. And the problem is, is that even after last night, Chooks Okor for a right tackle wasn't the issue. I thought he played a very good game. And Chooks Okor for moving him from right to left, I'm just going to go off of what other players have said. Mainly, I will never forget Marcus Gilbert. Yes, Marcus Gilbert, the former Florida Gator, was drafted to be a left tackle then turned into a right tackle and was a very good right tackle for the Steelers for a long time. Battle injuries, he's now retired, but still, he talked about when he was learning to go from left to right, he said, it's not, it's not as simple as just doing things on the other side. He said, it would be like having to learn how to drive on the other side of the road, and it's different, and it's all, it's all backwards. It's not that easy. So even though Chooks Okorafor's natural position might be left tackle, all of his experience in the NFL is at right. And so that's a problem. Moving Zach Banner into this lineup is not as easy as just, okay, Zach, get in there. If it was a left tackle, if he was left tackle, then maybe, but he's not. And that is where the issue is. Or as Shakespeare would say, in there lies the rub. Okay, M Dibs 24. He has TJ has been hot so far this year, like a Mason Rudolph girlfriend hot. <laughs> Very good. Question is, who is the next player to step up on defense? I'm really hoping. I'm just going to say that Cam Hayward's out of this discussion uh, because I feel like we all know that he's been dominant. I'm really hoping it's Alex Highsmith. I'm really hoping it's Alex. And everyone would probably expect me to say Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick plays a position that he almost has to – you don't want him leading the team in tackles. You don't want your safety leading the team in tackles. And he has to have a, a, a quarterback that's willing to test him on his side of the field, wherever he's lined up. So it, it kind of, he has other factors that weigh in on him being a factor, but not Alex Highsmith. You beat the man in front of you and you make a play in the backfield. That's what we've been waiting to see. And it hasn't happened yet. That's who I want to see step up. All right. Brian Haynes asked another one. Was last night an aberration or was that really good game play by Chicago? We could have lost last night. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, we can't have last night be a the new norm. Hashtag Ryder Dockery. Thank you, Brian. I think it's a little bit of both. The Steelers struggled in the second half, offensively and defensively, and I think the Bears started to figure some things out. Look, Justin Fields is a heck of a talent. I mean, if you can't see that by watching him play, we're not watching the same game. And so Justin Fields, and I knew this, you see rookie quarterbacks, they're going to have rookie games, and they're going to have games where all of a sudden they play – kind of out of their mind. 
Justin Fields struggled early, and then he started to get confident, started to settle in. He wasn't worried so much about T.J. Watt, and he, that kid's got a cannon, throws a beautiful ball. He's going to be, in my opinion, probably one of, if not the best quarterback from that draft class. So a little bit of both there, Brian. Mitchell Gibbons asks, how do you feel about the Steelers getting the wide receivers in the running game? Is this the versatility slash unpredictable factor we've been waiting for? Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Thank you, Mitchell. I do think, I do like the Steelers using the wide receivers in the run game. Based on the fact that they run that jet sweep motion so much, if you never hand the ball off, it doesn't matter. No one's going to key on that run, that motion, if you don't actually run the ball once in a while. So you have to, and it's been successful. The Steelers, whether it's Chase Claypool, James Washington had a run, Ray Ray McLeod has had runs from that spot before. Um, my goodness, get them involved. Find new ways to run the ball and move the ball. It's not a gimmick. Like I want people to understand that. That's not a gimmick. That sets up a lot of other things in Matt Canada's offense. I'm I'm a big proponent of that. Katie Schultz asks, can you see the Steelers making a change this week at tackle and play banner? The Lions would be a good game to bring him back before the schedule gets challenging. I do agree with you, Katie. I did talk about Zach Banner just a few seconds ago. Um, but, you know, for me, yes, yes, Detroit would be a good game to kind of ease him back into the lineup. But again, there's just so many moving parts. It's not just a one-for-one. It's not, okay, Zach, you're in for Dan. Go ahead, have fun. It's, okay, Zach, you're in for Chooks. Chooks, you're in for Dan. Move over, and we got to switch things around. I have said this to Dave Schofield when he joined me on Monday. Uh, I said, if I were the Steelers, I would have thought it would have happened over the bye week. It didn't. Now it's become extremely difficult to make that move. Brian Haynes says, is Cam the defensive MVP? No. No, come on, Brian. It's TJ Watt. It, whether you think he's the defense, it's going to be close. I'll give him that, but it's TJ Watt. Unless TJ Watt does just stops making plays, which if he's healthy, he's going to continue to make plays. Leo, he says, is Najee Harris the new Le'Veon Bell when he was a Stealer? No, I don't think he is. You know, with it, there's a lot of comparisons based on build, the size, the speed, all that stuff. But I don't think that he is. Najee Harris is. I feel like he's more of a bruiser than Le'Veon Bell ever was. Le'Veon Bell could run between the tackles, but he was not that, I'm going to run into the back of the lineman in front of me if I have to, and I'm going to push my way for two yards, sometimes three yards. That's Najee Harris as that was not Le'Veon Bell when he was in Pittsburgh. So there's things that Le'Veon Bell did better. There's things Najee Harris does better. I'm not comparing the two anymore because they're just different backs. All right, <clears throat> Room Temp Mulligan, or as he says, formerly known as El Dudorino. I miss El Dudorino. He said, am I overreacting, or is there something wrong with Claypool? He's not playing bad, and I really like him, but we all expected him to be making more plays. Is it a chemistry thing, a work thing, or he's just not as good as his measurables suggest? There's a lot of concern about Claypool in the fan base. I understand it, but I don't think the answer is as simple as, well, he's doing this wrong, or this needs to change. I think it's a combination of the plays where he might be going deep, and it could be a big connection. Is the offensive line holding up? Is Ben getting a clean pocket? Is he beating his man cleanly? Is there someone else that's open? I, I don't know. I really don't want to speculate. We all think that Chase Claypool could be better, and let's hope that down the stretch he is. He does have that toe injury. Mike Tomlin mentioned that on Tuesday at his press conference, getting an MRI. Fingers crossed. Hope for the best in that regard. All right, live tweets from the underground says, hope I'm not too late. You're not. He said, imagine if Ryan Shazier had never had his career-ending injury. 
that Bud Dupree and Hargrave never left. With a healthy Stefan to it, would this defense be better than the 09 Steelers defense? Well, that's tough to say. I mean, there is still a salary cap, so they would still have to pay Shazier. I mean, he would be getting his a second contract or a third contract. Dupree would obviously need that money. Hargrave would want his money. Tewitt would want his money. So it's it's difficult to kind of speculate on that. But if you have all those pieces that you mentioned, it's going to be really darn close. The only difference is the safeties are different. Um, the safeties are a little different, and then the middle of the field with the linebackers, you know, do you have Bush, do you have Schobert, who knows? So it's tough, tough to compare, it really is. All right, Ricardo says, ride or die, hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much, Ricardo. He says, hey, Jeff, what are your predictions for Ben's stat line on Sunday against the Lions? Keep up the good work and greetings from Ecuador. Thank you very much, Ricardo. So my stat, I want him a stat line. You know you know my attempts. If you listen to my shows, it's 25 to 35. That's where I want Ben living. I don't want to go any more than that. Uh, against Detroit, I'm going to say, let's see if I'm, if I'm setting the over-under for Ben Roethlisberger passing yards, uh, for that game, which I'll do on the Steelers preview on Thursday, I'll probably set that about 255, 255, uh, for yardage at touchdowns. I would say this, the over under would probably be two and a half and see where we go from there. So, uh, I, I would probably take the over on most of those, to be honest with you. All right. Owen David asked a couple questions. He's a hashtag rider die crew forever. Jeff is Pat Fryermuth now our best and most reliable receiver. Well, I don't know if he's the best receiver, but he's definitely reliable, no doubt about it. And then David Owen David also says, also in the UK, we say the sign of a good team is one that can play ugly and still win. Does this mean this team, the Steelers, are now real contenders? Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you, Owen. Appreciate it. Um, I think that the AFC is as wide open as it's ever been, as I can remember at least. And so, yeah, you find a good way, a good team finds a way to win ugly it doesn't matter what it looks like you find a way to win so i think that the steelers are every bit the contender as anyone else you talk about the ravens six and two okay the ravens have gotten really lucky are they that much better than pittsburgh have you watched them play i have not impressed put it that way all right last question that guy he says next week versus detroit is the perfect time to play banner right the offensive line is a whole regress, so the time is now for Banner when the group is no longer improving week to week. I'm not saying he needs to start, but he needs snaps so he can get be evaluated. Now, that's the interesting thing. That's the one thing that's different than everything else we've talked about with Zach Banner so far in the show, and that is do they get him into the lineup sparingly, maybe put him in certain situations to get him on the field to see what he does. That will be interesting to see how the Steelers handle that. I don't have any information on that, but it's going to be interesting Thank you for the question. I appreciate it. Thanks to all of my Ride or Die crew that provided questions. I appreciate every single one of you. You are great. I love each and every one of you, and that's why I've always said, you take the time to ask a question, I'm going to take the time to answer it, no matter how long this flipping podcast goes. All right, that does it for me. I will be back on Friday. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. Hope you've had a good start to your week. The Steelers win should be a great, great start. But the Steelers win. We're going to get you ready for Detroit on Friday. I'll have Blue Check Beck on, and everything will be back to normal. Here we go, Steelers. Have a great day. As we always finish it out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.